Hi guys, Rob here, podcast editor for EveryMind. This week you're listening in again on another webinar with founder Paul and head of HR, Zoe Parker. We're talking about working from home, the pros, the cons, and how you can overcome them. If you're like me, this came at the perfect time. If you think EveryMind at Work could help your business, head over to everymindatwork.com for a free trial. And if you found this episode valuable, don't forget to share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. Enjoy the show. So welcome everyone to today's session where we're going to be talking about supporting your employees, manage distractions while working from home. Really appreciate you all taking the time out to join the session. I know it was a a late notice one in terms of when we promoted it, but if you're watching this on the replay or you're maybe listening to this on the podcast, hopefully you're going to get some insights and valuable advice in today's session. So before we start, just to kind of look at what we're going to be going through over the next sort of half an hour, 40 minutes, when it comes to the EveryMind app, we've seen recent insight from our employees, from users that are using the app that showed the biggest challenge that they've faced right now was struggling to switch off and manage distractions. So really, we wanted to talk more about that in today's session of how we can encourage employees to switch off, how we can encourage employees to manage distractions. And it might be something that you can take away too um, for your own productivity as well. So who are we, Zoe? Do you want to bring yourself in here? I feel it's bad. It's been one minute already and I haven't one even minute. brought you in. So um, um, <laughs> Zoe, just share a little bit about yourself. Hi guys, I'm, I'm Zoe Parker. I'm the head of HR at Everybody at Work. And um, it's been about, God, it's been about six months now that we've been on this uh, th- th- this journey and since launch and everything. So yeah, it's been a while since we've done one of these now. So back in uh, back it back in the swing of it again, and uh, hopefully we'll get some uh, we'll get some good good dis- discussions going today. So yeah, good good afternoon to you all. <laughs> Oh yeah, God, it feels like the morning though when you say good. It's afternoon now, isn't it? I know it's it's the days go so quick. And then I'm Paul, the founder of EveryMindAtWork.com, and um, how do I else introduce myself? I'm campaigner. I'm very passionate about mental health and trying to help people that are struggling with their mental health, which is why I started EveryMindAtWork as well. And hopefully, obviously. Um, some of the insight that we can share in today's session is going to be valuable for you as well. So that was a really bad introduction from me and you. We, we, we've done this too many times. Now, <laughs> just like, we won't introduce ourselves. Um, no. But hopefully, um, hopefully we'll share some personal experiences during this session. Yeah. So guys, before we do move on, because um, there's people now joining, can we just get a yes in the chat box if the audio levels are fine? Um, just give me a yes in the chat box if everything is all good. Before we move on, thank you, Sophie, Emma. Thank you, another Emma. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Vicky. Um, Lisa, good stuff. Okay, thank you all for joining as well. So working from home, I thought we'd start here, Zoe. Um, advantages of working from home. I know that you went back to the office recently and then you're coming back home. Yeah. And, you know, what would you say the advantages, firstly, of working from home are? So I, th- I think the, uh, the, the the main advantages for me personally, I guess, are, are, are the flexibility side of it. You know, you take that commute out of the equation. I mean, in previous roles, I had some hellish commutes that would literally add hours and hours onto, onto my day. So for me, not having that commute and just having the flexibility of, of being able to structure your day, um, you know, perhaps a bit differently. You know, if, if you are sort of an early riser, you could maybe, I don't know, get in a bit of exercise 
lives and equally at the end of the day as well. So I love the fact that I'm not, you know, getting up at the crack of dawn and then possibly working, you know, relatively late and then getting home even later because I've got an hour, an hour commute. Um, so that's probably one of the, I guess, one of the biggest advantages for me, plus the whole flexibility side of it, that if, you know, if, if you do need to, I don't know, be there for, I don't know, a dental appointment or whatever, it, it, it's just, it allows you to manage your work-life balance better, I think, in general. I'm not suggesting that, you know, we should slope off and be doing, you know, reams and reams of other stuff. But I think if you if you did need to do something else, you've got that flexibility to have a, a bit more of a balance in your life rather than dashing out yeah. every morning and coming home late, definitely. Yeah, that's yeah, a biggie for me. Yeah, I can relate to that. Guys, put in the chat box, what's your advantages of working from home as well? What have you benefited from since obviously working from home? Um, but I would just echo what you've just said, Zoe, is that extra time. Um, you know, I was to get into the office in London at nine, I would have to leave mine for about half seven. Mm. So, you know, there was little time to exercise, there was little time to really see, yeah. stuff, you know, my kids and um, at some points, I was also coming back when, you know, my youngest was in bed. Mm. So, you know, that's, that's been a big benefit for me to, to see more of them. But then when we're talking about disadvantages, I'm also going to say how <laughs> them walking in as you're in the middle yeah. of work is also very difficult and a distraction. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple coming in here now. We've got no motorway driving. Nice. Yeah, my I lunch. agree with that. No more expensive <laughs> sandwiches. Sophie, I would agree with that as well. The amount of money I've saved on coffee and, and coffee. food. Um, mm. Not working in London. Um, focus time and being closer to my family and my pet cat. Yeah. Lack of commute and traffic, less travel, extra time to get things completed, flexibility, mm. having extra time to do a newfound passion, which is cold water swimming. Ooh. Really nice, Lisa. Um, and the flexibility around the children has been a huge plus as well. Yeah. So lots of advantages actually of working from home. And I think people are really embracing it. But let's talk about the disadvantages. Zoe, do you want to start? Yeah, for me, it's the whole connectivity piece. I think I think I'm a real people person. And um, as you know, Paul, I've been I've been working with, you know, with another client as well. And I think joining a new business in, in lockdown is not conducive to making those connections and really getting to know people and and. I ask loads of questions and, and if I'm in the office, it's easy for me to just grab somebody for two seconds and say, you know, what about this? Or, you know, can you help me with that? And, and I think it's not necessarily a feeling of isolation because that because you've still got the connectivity over Zoom or whatever. But but for me, I almost feel as though I'm pestering people more if I'm at home. So whereas in the office, you know, I can maybe just literally hover at the side of their desk or whatever and or have a conversation. Whereas now you'd either have to send an email or pick up the phone or, and I feel as though, so I think I probably don't have as much of that communication anywhere near as much because I'm thinking I don't want to bother somebody or, or I think, oh, it's not that important. I'll maybe, I'll maybe check that tomorrow. So for somebody trying to, you know, be inducted into a new business and get up to speed with everything, get to know everyone, I found it quite difficult. Um, and so that's probably been the, the, the biggest disadvantage for me. And and it's also, I think, tied into that getting to know people. It's, you know, it's harder to gauge body language over. I mean, I know I'm probably blurry now. My, my, my Internet <laughs> upload speed is awful. But I think it's you know picking up on those behavioral cues and and body language and all of that it's it, it it's just much more difficult i think trying to do it over you know a, a, over a video call um 
and you can't you know for some things you can't be be sort of face-to-face contact can you so I think that's that's the biggest disadvantage for me I mean I'm uh, you know I I suppose I'm lucky in in the sense that I don't have a whole host of other distractions I don't have children I don't have pets that need walking or whatever so it is literally me with my head down sort of trying trying to get on with things but I know it must be really really difficult if you have got a whole host of other distractions to to get that balance right every day definitely yeah yeah um and i think that's you know what we're going to be discussing today Mm. guys put in the chat box as well what's the disadvantages of working from home from your perspective um the one that i would add is um just not switching off you know i Mm. find that i work a lot more you know i i'm very passionate about my work right you know growing this business and everything that i do which means i love doing it but also it means that i'm on my laptop sometimes at seven in the morning you know it's also I'm on my laptop from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Sometimes I'm on the sofa watching TV with my wife, but at the <laughs> same time working. So I think I think that's the hardest thing for me is there there seems to be very little. I have to force myself to switch off. And even when I do that, it's still very easy to then just go and grab your laptop yeah. um, as well. So, um, Helen, I know you're probably struggling to get onto this. Hopefully, if you restart it, it should work. Um, George says, sorry, also had connectivity issues. Seems to be something um, happening at the moment with Demio. So hopefully you can get on. These are a few advantages of working from home, but avoiding traffic jams, office gossip and the interruptions from colleagues come to mind. Not mm-hmm. switching off, working more hours than normal, Deirdre said. Um, Debbie says, I'm the same as Paul, lack of work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Emma saying loneliness as well. Um, Lisa, you're right, Paul, it's hard to switch off. And so we have to try to become more disciplined about when I work. So yeah. hopefully, um, even though we're going to be discussing what you can do to encourage your employees to manage distractions and switch off, hopefully there's going to be some takeaways for you guys as well to be able to, you know, start to manage distractions and switch off. Um, and we're going to be sharing some, you know, six tips to help you with that. And I think before we even do that, and one of the points I'm going to, I'm going to ruin it already for you, but I think <laughs> it's important, it's important to realize that there's no perfect way here. It's, you know, mm. I've just spoken about how I'm going to be talking about, you know, this is how you manage distractions, but I was working late last night. I was up early working, you know, I think it's very difficult to make it perfect. Mm. Um so we're going to be sharing some tips with you, but just know that we're not striving for perfection here. We're just striving to be, you know, one, 2% better every <laughs> single day. Um, sorry, Sophie just said back to back meetings with the team not being able to turn to each other for questions throughout the day yeah. and everyone being more collaborative, which is great. It can be impossible to fit time in to even grab a glass of water in between. Yeah, I can relate to that. Um, longer to communicate with colleagues face to face is so much quicker. You can spot cues in facial expressions, body language, yeah. don't talk over each other. I feel like, you know, I don't know if you guys can relate, but I have far more meetings <laughs> now than I did have when I was working in an office because mm-hmm. you just book back to back calls, as you've said, like back to back Zoom calls. Even I always kind of discipline myself to not do more than one webinar a day because when I do a webinar, I share my personal experience and my story. But last week is bad but i crammed four webinars in to one afternoon oh. and these webinars happened at like two three four five so it was literally like close one zoom open another zoom do a webinar close one zoom open. and that's impossible if you do it face to face because i wouldn't be able to get from one place to another um and i think that's the danger of it as well is we mm. can overbook ourselves we can do back-to-back calls and we don't have any switch off yeah as well Tongue in cheek, having to spend the entire 24 hours with my my new husband. 
it's a test for our marriage because <laughs> if we can survive this we can survive anything that, yeah, very good God, test. that is a test if you i think you I think you're right if you can do that you can you can do anything i wonder because we were we were talking about like the the most what is it the most depressing day the first monday after christmas in in january and it's also the day when all divorces get um sort of instigated so i wonder with uh, with people being stuck yeah. in lo- in lockdown whether whether those divorce rates will go skyrocketing in january no it's sad hope not <laughs> seven weeks married today so you got married during, oh uh, gosh lockdown well. so congratulations yeah. congratulations but the, the key thing is is what we're trying to do with this webinar is you know remote working doesn't look like it's going anywhere um <laughs> so what can we do to mm. maximize productivity general happiness for your employees and i think as well even though when all of this is over remote working will still be embraced by a lot of employers so it's still trying to get the most out of our employees when they are Mm -hmm. working from home whether it's one day a week two days a week yeah or whatever so the first tip um focusing on improving their working environment i'm sure you all agree when it comes to your own sanity of working from home you have to have a good environment so we cannot obviously force employees to work a certain way or within a certain environment we can of course suggest to them the importance of it when it comes to improving their working space. So a lot of distractions that happen from home are uncontrollable. So really it's about controlling what we can control and that's kind of our work environment, how we set up. I think small changes is something that we can encourage them to do as well. You know, they can have a massive impact like closing the door. This is my lounge. Luckily we have like another sort of play kind of lounge area in the kitchen with the kids and and my wife. and by me shutting the door, it, <laughs> it's good for me to just crack on with work. Because if that door's open and it has been all morning because I've wanted to see my boys, they will just walk in and mm. they'll ask questions and, and everything. So small changes like being able to, if possible, close a door, use a table or desk. All I've got is like my old dining room table, but it sounds silly, but I used to work on like a really small desk. Now I've got a bit more space. I've got a mm. printer and things like that. So it's setting up those kind of small changes, you know, a comfy chair um etc and and also we worked with a client where they encouraged employees to share their workspaces so some were sharing like really messy photos of like papers everywhere some were sharing like you know a really nice sort of standing up desk and in a way encouraged that kind of collaboration and that conversation around it but there was also people taking ideas and inspiration of oh maybe i can just make this small change and then that can dramatically help how i'm working from home as well Um, So when it comes to that, I think it is just encouraging them to focus on improving their working environment. And I think that's key as well. Zoe, you were just talking about you've got kind of two different spaces. um, So I guess that helps you too. Yeah, it it, it does. I've got my little little office up here that that I've got set up and then I've I've sort of commandeered part of the part of the kitchen and got myself a new a new printer and whatnot and and, and, and sort of transferred my files out the office into 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 a little cupboard there. So it's not a it's not a big space. But I think it's just and what I've tried to do is um, is 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 get into the discipline of putting everything away at night. So rather than just because normally I'll leave both laptops on sort of like permanently and I'll be and I'll be switching from one to the other and checking stuff. But really, that's probably not a very good a good habit. So now I've tried to sort of put things away, put them in my little cupboard and, and think, right, you know, I'm not and even if it is like seven o'clock or whatever, but then say, right that's it now that's all away and I, I, I clear it all because um it is just it is just little things isn't it and it's almost like a signal that you know I'm going to finish now because as you said you could easily just go on and on and on couldn't you and still be checking emails
emails or whatever at 10 o'clock at night, which day in, day out is really not a good habit to, to, to get into, um, especially when there's no sight of this sort of coming to an end before Christmas. I think, I, you know, realistically, I think we're, you know, we're, we're in this until the new year now. So I think you've absolutely got to get that balance or, you know, it, it, it could lead to further problems or, you know, worst case, complete burnout because you are literally not switching off at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Lisa's just said it helps to have a separate space for work if you can. Yeah. I think, you know, you see all these photos on Instagram and LinkedIn of these amazing work <laughs> setups, right? And I'm sure if I just turn my camera around, as I say, all it is is just a dining room table and a chair, right? So it's not as glamorous as it is. And it's in a room that should not, I should not be working mm. in here. I wasn't working in here before. And I think if people can find that, little space like whether it's in a separate bedroom or whether it's in somewhere that they can literally just shut the door and that's their workspace that separates them from the kitchen and everything else i think that's really really important too and again mm. that working environment is so key for productivity for sort of managing those distractions you know if i sit on a sofa and work i definitely impacts my productivity in comparison mm. to me sitting here sort of getting some work done so yeah. um you can't force them but i would just encourage them to make those small changes and how much of an impact that can have on their overall day as well zoe do you yeah. want to take number two yeah so this is all about sort of understanding i guess the the importance of of routine and 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 again you know one routine is is not necessarily um going to be fit for purpose for, for everyone so i think from an employer perspective if if you can be flexible with that routine and, and really i guess empower employees to you know to, to be sensible about that routine and, and and to have you know start and finish times and 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 to really put measures in place to, to make sure that they stick to that. Um, a massive part of this is trust. I mean, uh, you know, I've, I've heard these horror stories about people or employers suggesting that, you know, like a Google Hangout is permanently on, you know, so, so they're almost like spying on what people are doing, which I just think is absolutely crazy. Um, but, but I think if you've not got that element of trust there, these flexibility suggestions are, are gonna fall fall flat. You know, you've got to have the trust there. You've got to have those, those checks check-ins from a supportive perspective but then you know trust that your employees will will do the right thing um and at the end of the day if you're having those regular check-ins with them you know and, and from a supportive perspective as well you know in theory things should not be going horribly wrong or deviating down you know a completely different route because you, they should still be they should still be on track and, and if you can you know, I don't know, encourage them to maybe use that um, reduction in or, 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 you know, the complete removal of commute time. What can they what can they do with that time? You know, can they use it for a bit of self-care or a bit of exercise or just a little bit of, you know, fresh air outside? Um, and I think it's giving I guess it's giving them um, the reassurance that you're not checking up on them and actually it is okay to use that time. I mean, you know, their, their day might in theory be nine to five, but if they want that day to be, I don't know, eight till four or, or whatever, because they've got commitments in the evening or they've got childcare issues, then I think it's, it, it, it's right that we do communicate that and give them the reassurance that nobody's going to be checking up on them at, you know, five o'clock if actually they've said, Do you know what, I'm going to finish at four and it's for these reasons. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think at the end of the day, and I know sometimes employers are terrible at, at, at doing this, but we should be focusing on the right outputs, not, you know, logging every every sort of minute or, or whatever that, that's put in during the day. It should be a real, it should be a real sort of output issue um, and it only becoming a problem. I guess if, if if that sort of productivity and those output, outputs really dip um, and then it's a, you know, it's a different conversation, isn't it? But, but yeah, I think that that routine, yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever works is, is, has got to be right for those individuals and fit in with, with, with their home life as well, which is so different yeah. at the moment. Exactly. I think like that's, that's the key in this point is, is if you have the ability to be flexible, you know, mm. because, if you're an organization of whatever, a hundred people, a thousand people, if not, you know, more, you know, there's no one employee that's going to be the same, right? Everyone's different. Yeah. Um, you know, some people might, like, I, I'm personally very productive at 5am if I can get up, right? Um, that for me is like my power hour. If I can get up at five, I can get a lot of work done. But it's, um, you know, for me, the morning is where I'm my most productive. Evening, I'm not productive at all. So it's about mm. sort of, you know, people being aware of that and encouraging that sort of flexibility of routine. As you said, it could be they've got to drop their, you know, kids to, to nursery or whatever, or to mm. a sort of, you know, parent if they're looking after the kids and that's being at like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. So they might start their day a little bit later. I think it's, it's, it's being that, you know, flexible with them yeah. and that will maximize the, the most that we can get from employees. Too. Yeah. And, um, it, and, it and I've also seen, sorry, sorry, I was going to say, I've also seen um, some companies, I don't know what you think about this, sort of switch people's work emails off after a certain period of time. So like after five o'clock, they've switched off their work emails, which <laughs> I probably wouldn't like personally, because that's just, you know, I would rather be on top of stuff. I wouldn't like it yeah. taken away from me, but um, yeah. I, I get the intent. And I think it's good if you can say, look, finish at five finish at five and trying to sort of hammer that across to them yeah it, i think it's got to boil down to what works hasn't it uh, you know I, I i agree with you i wouldn't like that either but you know it's back to the trust and empowerment and and actually being trusted to decide you know what what works best i mean i'm not very good i'm not very good at dealing with like distractions from a noise perspective so if there was loads going on around me i would struggle to to, to concentrate I, I can't multitask very well and if I've got like music blaring, you know, in one ear and I, I really struggle and, so, and sometimes I might just, you know, take a Sunday afternoon or whatever and catch up on emails or do a, a bit of work because it's really quiet. I've got no distractions. And I think I think as long as, you know, the culture is that that's not expected. I mean, I've seen some leaders, you know, putting on their emails around, you know, say, for example, they do send an email at the weekend or whatever. You know, they've almost like put a bit of narrative around please you know do not um feel as if you have to respond to this 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 is just me catching up or you know whatever the wording was and i think i, I sort of like that sentiment because i think it works for them and we don't know what what's going on in their personal life what potential distractions they've got in a normal you know nine to five environment so i think it's i think it's what works but making sure that you don't almost like push those practices onto onto somebody else or expect them from somebody else because it because their life is completely different and their distractions yeah, are completely know. different and it's not necessarily going to work but um yeah it's i think it's showing yeah, that bit, bit of that. bit mean, of I've, understanding I've been... Yeah, I mean, I've I will send people emails on a on a weekend, and and I just do that without expecting a response at the mm. weekend. But you know, I know that sometimes 
by putting that little bit of frame around it of I know I've sent you this on a Saturday but don't feel like you have to respond at the weekend because yeah. I know sometimes that can make people feel like oh I need to respond I've just had this email mm. come through um equally as well I've had people say look don't don't you know don't work at the weekends and and that kind of doesn't sit easy with me as well because I'm a bit like you if I've got stuff to catch up on like a Saturday morning just for like two hours of deep mm. work I can get a lot done because my emails aren't sort of pinging in and, and things aren't happening so um, I think it's just you know everyone's different and it's about yeah. encouraging people to work the way that they want to work as well yeah um, definitely. Read out a couple of things Sophie from the last point said um, she was originally working at the dining room table in August decided to sell the spare bed buy a desk for that <laughs> room instead it's made such a huge difference to how we live outside of work yeah. now that our dining room is a social space I love that that's good um, Sandra says I always adopt that policy just because I'm working at 9pm doesn't mean yeah. I expect them to do the same I love that as yeah. Well. Um, yeah cool good stuff um, tip number three and this is really really key from what we've seen as well is offering and the offer and reinforce the need for regular breaks mm. so of course if we're um working from home there's this real and i I'm, I'm guilty of this and i'm sure you're the same as well that i've got this huge to-do list my mind is telling me and reminding me that i've got this huge to-do list and the only way that i'm going to do that is by working by sitting here in front of this laptop but actually even this morning when my mind was telling me that and i knew that i had to go do a dog walk right um i was like i'm not going to go and do the dog walk but i did and that hour out with the dog, I came back like fresh, ready to go. And my productivity had kind of like skyrocketed. Whereas if I would have probably just sat behind the desk, I wouldn't have been as productive. So really, when we're looking at this, there's lots of research that has shown that regular breaks, you know, are good for mental health. And it's something that we yeah. should definitely encourage. Work from home doesn't mean always work when you're at home. You know, it's working from home in a period of time yeah. and also knowing that it's okay to switch off. Um, meal breaks, you know. I'm sure some of you are guilty of doing this as well, eating at your desk while you're mm. working or taking your laptop out to the dining room table, carrying on with some work while you're eating. You know, I do I do that. And it's, again, encouraging those meal breaks. Um, I'm doing it a lot more, and it's just kind of reinforcing yourself to do that. Out of offices. I feel like less people are putting out of offices on because they're working yeah. hard. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of encouraging them to do that. It's like if you're mm. having an afternoon off or whatever, you know, put that out of office on. Um, coffee mornings is what a lot of clients that we're working with are offering to their to their employees. So, you know, no work. We're just going to do a coffee morning or a tea and talk or whatever it is, jump on. Um, and it's kind of like a break, a time for them to sort of, you know, refresh half days, casual meetings while out walking. There's loads that we've seen that have really kind of encouraged employees to take that break. Um, also as well, we're seeing lots of lots of clients and companies do more during this period to try more initiatives. So cooking classes, like we saw, mm. um, I was working with a client that um, was doing like a cooking class for their for their employees via Zoom, you know, yoga mm. via Zoom, meditation via Zoom. And it's a really good opportunity for us as companies to test this because we're not going to be spending a huge mm. amount of money. Like doing a cooking class in the office, Zoe would know more than I would, but it's not going to be cheap, right? <laughs> yeah. But doing that via Zoom is probably going mm. to be a lot more affordable and yeah. you can test and see if people like it or not. Mm. Um, and then finally, um, you know, being behind a screen doesn't mean your employees are productive. So regular breaks, change in state, all of that's important. You know, sometimes for me, it's just putting on some music going for a quick walk or kind of moving around and then coming back to the desk and that can have mm. a kind of massive impact yeah. on productivity as well. 
and I think I think for me, it's it, it's sort of appreciating that everybody is going to be switched on by different things. I mean, we did an engagement survey recently and we, we literally had, you know, both ends of the spectrum in terms of some people saying, you know, yeah, I'd love to try a cookery class over Zoom or whatever it was. And then others saying, no, hate it, hate that sort of stuff. So so literally we had quite, you know, polar opposites in, in, in some of the things. And, and I think from an HR perspective, I'm, I'm sure everybody's in the same boat the moment thinking crikey what are we going to do for christmas i mean i've been having conversations with you know events companies thinking you know what can we do you know is it worth spending you know what could be quite a significant amount of money trying to do a fancy virtual event when actually they might just like a present and a you know glass of fizz or, or whatever over a google hangout you know and, and i'm that, that that's what i'm trying to balance at the moment because i think everybody has got such differing opinions about what they would like to do it's really hard to please everyone and i think you know sometimes because hr have you know accountability or usually have accountability for you know that in, whole engagement piece and comms piece and everything but it's a real hard balance to strike um and i know a lot of people have been have been struggling with uh, you know christmas planning and engagement sort of activities and uh, and everything and um again because this is going to go on for a long um, probably a long time it's it's not a problem that's going to go away quickly uh, i think which um which means that we're going to have to keep on coming up with <laughs> with new things to try i think yeah, yeah, yeah. it's inevitable yeah, exactly. yeah it's it's one of those where it's, i don't think it's going to stop and no. i like what richard just said i've had to book lunchtime in my diary to ensure i get free time <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah i i i agree with that it's about sort of scheduling out your time yeah. i used to do a lot of that um myself working from home where it sounded really bad but i would schedule in family time and i would schedule in sort of lunch mm. and i would schedule in everything and um, yeah. my wife she laughed at that she was like oh god are you scheduling me into your diary but Got a window it kind of really, it kind of, it kind of really helped that productivity because if i didn't do that naturally i would mm. start booking stuff in right and then we unconsciously realize oh actually we haven't you know had lunch with our yeah. spouse so we haven't had lunch with our kids for the last couple of weeks so i think that's a really important point richard like don't be afraid to kind of schedule in personal time into your diary yeah. so the time that you're going to do some exercise, the time that you're going to have a break, mm. you know, it could be scheduling in half an hour in your day where you go and do, I don't know, whatever it is that's kind of your coping strategy or something yeah. that's proactively managing your mental health. Um, I feel like if we don't schedule it in, we just forget to do it, right? Because it's it's yeah. not, it's not natural for us. Yeah, we we do though, don't we? If you've not got anybody else at home, my partner will come in at like four o'clock or whatever because he he works in an office outside. It sounds like he's in the garden. Yeah, he's, we we converted the garage, but <laughs> he's got he's got the big fancy office. But um, yeah, he'll come in at four and say, you've not eaten today. And, you know, and, and, and sometimes you get so engrossed, don't you, in doing things. It's not a good, yeah, yeah not a good habit to uh, to get into, definitely. <laughs> definitely got to force it. Um, number four. So, yeah, so connection. So we touched on this earlier, didn't we? And, and this is the, a real biggie for me. I, I, I just think it can definitely lead to, to feelings of isolation. Um, you know, that in itself has, has proven to have an impact on, on productivity. You know, I think as human beings, most of us crave that sort of interaction, don't they? I mean, yes, some people might be more reserved or, or less sociable, but in general, we, we, we crave that sort of interaction and, and we, we like to have conversations 
conversations with people. We, we like to have catch ups and, you know, exchange ideas and find out what's going on and just catch up on news. So without that sort of either office or, you know, working environment that, that, that you're normally in, it's it, it can really be missed sort of on, on a day to day basis. So I think from an employer perspective, um, you, you probably can't over communicate unless you're ending up, you know, communicating out to absolute nonsense. But I think the more intera interaction you can try and build in on, on a weekly basis, the, the better. But again, it's what works. I mean, I know some companies have, put, have been putting in like little breakfast hangouts and just saying, you know, whilst you're having your cup of tea at 8.30 in the morning or whatever, you know, just say hi to your colleagues. We'll be on there if you want to have a chat. Or, But again, it's not for everyone. So I think it's about having that variety that you can have almost like social check-ins, but make sure that, that managers are having those, those work check-ins as well. So you're not going to have that sort of, office or, or corridor conversation because you're not there so it is important it is important that managers literally pick up the phone or you know book in a video call just to see how people are doing and it's and, and as long as it comes from the position of you know how are you and how are you getting on and can I help you with anything and you know from a work perspective are there any blockers to what you're trying to achieve you know if it's coming from a good place and it's not coming from a, I'm checking up on you and what time did you know did you log on the morning or whatever which unfortunately can sometimes be the case but if but if it is genuinely from a supportive um place and i think that that has huge positive impacts um so I think we, we said before, didn't we, you know, having that connection time, be it, you know, be it one to one, be it a bit of a team coffee session or, you know, whatever it might be. I, th I think there's no right or wrong here. It's just whatever works for for your organisation. Um, clearly, you know, if you have got a big work environment or a big office or whatever it might be you know if if people are still popping in and you can do that safely um i think unfortunately where where we are at the moment we are in naughty tier three so we're all we're all we're all completely locked down and not going back into the office any anytime soon so you know we are we are stuck at home whether we like it or not really but i think those that are in the the lower tiers um, if they are still getting into the office and, um, and being able to do that in a safe way, then some of that physical interaction can be can be a real positive and just and just stops, you know, hopefully people from feeling completely isolated or because I guess when you think about it, I was trying to put myself into into the shoes of people that live on their own, but are still trying to, you know, communicate and still trying to hold down you know a full time job, but they're completely on their own and they're literally just sat there all day you know in front of a screen got no other family at home um not got their colleagues to even speak to so if somebody's normal interaction is only their colleagues you know you're, you're taking that away and all of a sudden you've only got it by, via phone or video that's a massive change to what they're what what they're normally dealing with and it must be very very lonely um yeah you know, so I think it's it's so important to reach out to those individuals, particularly if they are living on their own, um, because that's not that's not a good place to to be in if you are feeling really really isolated. And now that there's no sight, you know, no end in sight before Christmas, people are already thinking, do you know what? Am I going to be on my own for Christmas? Am I going to be, you know, and all really sort of unsettling feelings like that will, will come to the fore won't they because as soon as people start talking about christmas it's um that in itself can be a lonely time anyway and if you add into the mix that actually 
some people who are who are living on their own are now not going to be able to mix or I don't know maybe they can do if if, if it's within the same bubble but it's 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 almost like for me linked to not having very much to look forward to I think norm normally for, for me personally you know I, I look forward to booking holidays and things like that and things like Christmas and stuff you naturally look forward to don't they but at the moment it, it it feels as though all the good stuff's gone out the window you know you can't book a holiday or probably shouldn't be booking a holiday and Christmas is gonna you know not be the same and and all, all of that adds to those feelings of, um, of 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 just a bit, you know, feeling a bit down, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Feeling a bit, having that low mood about what's potentially in in front of us, which which isn't great. So, yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, it's it's the, the the thing that we're seeing again, and you know, lots of sort of research backs this up. The isolation feelings of loneliness have a sort of detrimental impact on productivity and mental mm -hmm. health, and you know, the importance of community and connections is really, really key, you know? So if you're looking at community, it's typically what kind of community do we have at home? What's our family circle like? What's our friend circle like? But we all know a key community is our work, you know, the mm. people that we surround ourselves with. So that's just been taken away from a lot of people. And yeah. I think it comes back to that, that um, point of one-on-ones. You know, if we're in an office, I might have a casual chat with George, you know, who's sitting opposite me. And we might just have a casual chat, sort of a connection. But from home, you know, that's me emailing George saying, hey, have you got a yeah. 20 minutes to do a Zoom, right? And there's yeah. that, that doesn't happen as often because, you mm. know, we're not having that connection. So it's almost like we're forcing, you know, one-on-ones to happen of like, hey, do you just mm. want a coffee? You know, um, especially I think this is key for line managers, you know, to be able to do that, reaching out to their team and, and mm. asking them if they just fancy a coffee. I think it's important to do that. Um, yeah. George says it's a pity that many managers don't respect one's mm. personal time and even less so now that we're working from home. There's more micromanagement with constant monitoring during the day and demand after hours. Yeah, I think like Zoe said, it's trust is the key to all of this. You know, mm. we have to trust that, um, you know, our team are, are working to their best ability, encourage them through strategies like this. But, you know, if we lack trust and we try and micromanage mm. it, it's actually could have an adverse impact on on productivity as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, the fifth one, because I'm kind of the time, distractions will happen. Um, it's going to happen, right? Working from home will always come with distractions, just like working in an office will as well. You know, if I'm working in an office, someone could come start talking to me and next thing I know, it's kind of been an hour and I haven't done much work. So don't strive for, for perfection. You know, it's, it's going to happen. Distractions will happen during this time. Expectations, we've spoken about this a lot in other webinars manage your mm. own expectations from working from home. Like if you've had a bad day, it hasn't been very productive, distractions have happened. Don't beat yourself up for that. Like you can make up for it tomorrow or next week or whatever. Um, I know sometimes the biggest battle that I have is my own expectations of how much work I should be doing every single day. But when you're looking at it, you know, as long as you're doing your best, there's, there's no real perfect day. Um, and managing expectations of employees, I'm sure if they don't know the expectations that you have, of them they are almost beating themselves up or they're getting frustrated when their days are filled with distractions and they feel like they should be delivering more but sometimes it is just that check-in to say hey you're doing a really good job you know just continue up we know productivity is going to be sort of impacted during this time um but what you're doing is great and that can be huge for them to hear that kind of word and then um focus on the time and effort they're applying while working rather than kind of the so this is kind of like quantity, quality over quantity, right? So it's like, 
someone might not work from eight to eight like other employees do but they might be very good at doing deep work from like 10 to 12 and they can get mm. a lot done in that two hour period um and i think it's just being aware of that as well you know if if they're being distracted and they've got to do other things they've got kids at home they've got to make sure you know everything's going swimmingly uh, you know with family and everything they can still get work done just because mm. they're not sitting here at a desk does not mean that they are aren't productive so i think it's kind of um potentially offering some sort of solutions and strategies for that um the pomodoro technique i don't know if you've ever heard of that zoe that's a good one pomodoro technique there's also another one that i heard today on my walk which i thought was really good i can't remember the name of it but it was if you have your to-do list create like a box of four squares Hmm. and then you have um biggest impact and biggest priority oh yeah lowest impact lowest priority yeah and i thought it's a really key thing what makes the biggest impact in your day like what's that one Mm. task that's going to make a big impact on on your day you know the business whatever and then what's the the highest priority so when does that need to be done um Mm. the other ones you know they can wait and then they get moved up to the highest priority or you know urgent urgently need to be done um and i think that's a good way of doing it sometimes if we have a long to-do list we don't know where to start it gets bombarded if we don't and it can be overwhelming as well. Um, mm. So I think it is accepting that distractions will definitely happen as well during this time. Um, Zoe, do you want to go to number six? Yeah, <clears throat> and we probably touched on this, but you know, everybody is is different, aren't they? And we've, you know, uh, we 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 said before, didn't we, about you know we're all in the same storm, but we're definitely not in the same boat. You know, I, I love that quote because it's just so so incredibly true. And and every employee will have a different scenario, um, situation. Li- literally, you know, yes, you'll have some similarities. You know, if people have got you know big families and kids there or whatever, but everybody's situation will be will be different, and they'll all have different priorities. You know, different sort of stresses and strains, and and different responsibilities and uh, you know you're not going to have a one-size-fits-all and I think it is really important to well whilst you're having those check-ins that you really listen to what it is that they're saying what is it that they're struggling with you know do they need any additional support do they need more flexibility from the company um you know do they have everything that they need is you know are they are they able to work effectively from home or is there anything the company that you know could do in, in support of making that an even an even better experience because i think we, we, we've all sort of assumed haven't we that people will just you know log on at home and it'll all be great and the internet will be fine and you know and that might that might not be the case whatsoever and when the schools were closed and you know the kids were trying to be homeschooled and and stuff that in itself must have been a nightmare just as just as one example but you know you you add into the mix lots of other things you might be caring for an elderly relative or you know you might have sort of a friend that's really sick that you're helping out or that there's lots and lots of reasons why that sort of normal nine to five working day may not work for you and and i think it is important that that employees realize that and act on it and don't just sort of think well yeah you've told me about it but I'm going to almost like sweep it under the carpet now it's about taking real action on it and I think you know 
going easy on on yourself and, and not sort of beating yourself up and, and realizing that you know you're doing a good job and you're doing you're doing the best you can in trying to help other people um you know it it, it has to come to the forefront doesn't it because i think as hr professionals we are so used to just constantly trying to help other people and fix things and make things right and you know you're you're, you're a shoulder to, to cry on and um you know and and these problems that we've all faced over over the last six months they've been more i would imagine than anybody has ever faced in the whole of their hr career and i think you know as a profession we've absolutely stepped up to the plate but i think that there also needs to be a realization that it's physically draining and we, sh we should give ourselves a break and um that you know we're doing a good job and all all we can do is our best all we can do is listen try and act on it try and support uh, we haven't got a magic wand um and it's not going to all be fixed overnight is it but it's about chipping away and taking positive steps um and and really you know making sure that those employees know that they're being listened to and then and they're not being ignored um but you need but you need that support yeah. as well from line managers don't you you know as an hr person you can't fix everything independently you need you know you need managerial and director ceo you know however you've got your, your structure in place you need that leadership support to get you through that because you can't fix it all on your own yeah, Sandra, it has been relentless, hasn't it? Yeah. My, I've I've got some very very worn out friends at the moment who, you know, it's literally been the worst time of their twenty year plus career. You know, it's it's been absolutely like nothing we've ever seen. It has been relentless, um, and mm. and it's going to be this way, I think, for a period of time. Even with you know, even with furlough ending this week, that in itself will will bring about more more issues, more restructures. You know, unfortunately, probably more redundancies. So I think it's it's going to be this way for you know for for some time to come, which means it's it's yeah. really important that you do look after yourself as well in all of this. Definitely. Yeah, and I think that's something that um, I've been echoing to clients as well in terms of typically we're dealing with the HR professional within the business, mm. you know, and it baffles me, right? And I'm going to be completely honest here. It baffles me still how mental health is tasked to just an individual mm. who also does a huge amount of work as well, right? Yeah. You know, to say to someone, hey, can you improve mental health in the workplace? You know, can you help? all 500 employees or whatever with their mental health as well as doing everything else that you do it's like it's such a huge task to be able mm -hmm. to put that on someone's plate and i feel like as you said zoe what i've come to realize is you know hr professionals are really caring people and they want to do the best for others and it's easy for all of us to naturally look at the people that are struggling rather than mm -hmm. everything that we've done as a business to encourage others to talk or to get help or whatever it is to manage distractions and look at the positives on it. You know, the same with our app, our app is probably never going to get a hundred percent sign up rate in a company. Like I would lie if I were to say that, but at the same time, you know, if we can get 20%, 30%, 40%, whatever, you know, that's still a huge portion mm. of your workplace feeling supported, finding out how they can support their own mental health, finding out how they can <clears> champion <throat> it within the business and encourage it too. So I think it's, like you say, going easy on yourself. You can only do so much during this time. And, mm. you know, there's a natural pressure that we put on ourselves to to fix everything. But really, 
you know we need to focus on the kind of positives that, that we're doing already yeah. um, and as Zoe said during this difficult time focus on you as well um, you know trying to support employees manage distractions is one thing but you know supporting <clears throat> yourself managing yeah. your own distractions and your own mental health is important as well yeah are you i'll, I'll throw this in now because i've found this really supportive are you guys members of liz henson's hr ninja group by any chance because if you're not i'd strongly advise you to have a look at that on facebook if if you're on it because it's it's turned into such a supportive group over over the last few months and it's been a real you know great source of information and they're now they've now sort of got a document library set up um i think it's it's really great so if you're not a member of it have a have a little look because in in terms of in terms of support debbie i don't know whether there is I d i'm not very techy paul might know but yeah, I, debbie, I if you if you send me an email i can send you a direct link to it because I literally searched for it on Facebook. It, I literally just put into the search engine HR Ninjas, and it comes up with the little the, with a little ninja icon. Um, and then I literally just said join group. But yeah, if, if Paul has got a link, but it's really it's a really great supportive group where you can just ask questions, um, you know, share documentation, um, and and literally people are posting on a daily basis. And I think it's yeah. from the comments that I'm getting, you know. It's, it's really helping so yeah check it out it's really good to get that community element like you say you know at the same time when you're trying to support other people it's important to support yourselves and surround yourself with that community and i know liz is doing an amazing job with that yeah it's, you know it's, it's a great community to be a part of as well um also guys i'm cautious of time but if you do want to find out a little bit more about how we can help you one of our biggest sort of aims as a business is to really support hr professionals when it comes to reducing the time and resources they're spending and really being those mental health experts to help you when it comes to offering accessible support for your employees but at the same time helping you understand what they want when it comes to mental health as well um, so if you want to find out a little bit more about that it's a mobile application that we brand to your own business we help you onboard your staff onto it it allows your employees to then manage and track their own mental health on their own personal devices um, and at the same time we're always adding more and more content and more and more suggestions keeping them supported but at the same time we're also feeding back those analytics to you to let them know and let you know how they need some extra support too we're doing three months free at the moment if you want to sign up it's everymindatwork.com forward slash inquire so um just on behalf of me, thank you guys for taking the time out to join. Um, Zoe, any last parting words? No, I don't think so. Just look after yourself, guys, because, um, yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's tough out there at the, at, at the minute. And, um, yeah, check out, check out the Ninja group because just for that little bit of extra support. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully be working a bit closer with, with Liz going forward as well. So, you know, we're trying to, trying to tackle and support from, from both angles. So, yeah, but look after yourself, guys. And thanks for, thanks for joining in. And we'll, we'll hopefully see you again next time in November. Yeah, no worries at all. And, guys, just quickly, one more reminder. We're doing this every last Wednesday of the month. So every last Wednesday of the month at 1 p.m. If you want to share the link, um, everymindatwork.com forward slash live training, feel free to do so. Invite other people on if you want. Again, we're trying to sort of, you know, provide that community and support element as well. Um, no worries, Debbie. No worries, Emma, Sandra, Lisa. Um, thank you all for joining and we'll see you all very, very soon. Thanks, right, guys. guys. Thanks, Take Zoe. care. Bye.